Hello. We're going to talk about the value of chores, how a kid can learn to eventually take pride, take the initiative, show off for peers, do something for mom without being asked, without being prompted, and be proud of himself. So think also the price tag for free, okay? Think motor planning, executive functioning, midline crossover. So let me back up. Motor planning is when you got to figure out how it's all going to fit together and how are you going to get from the beginning to the end of whatever you're going to need to move your hands, your feet, your body, make something happen. Okay. It's more of an uh, uh, executive functioning and occupational therapy, uh, more so than physical therapy, um, in this case here for John. So like a perfect example has been, and I'm gonna, I've got way too many pictures to share tonight, the whole odyssey of the vacuum cleaner electrical cord. That sucker has been, <laughs> let's see, we've been doing this now every Sunday afternoon for um, four weeks, maybe five, but I really think just four. And I have tried to put all of these photographs in chronological order by topic. Um, I might be a little bit mixed up on them, but uh, what we'll talk about is how it's, it's free to you. The kid needs to do it to take pride and to take responsibility and to take ownership of being ready, right? To be out on their own for independence, risk-taking to show progress, okay? So without being prompted. So I, looking at my kid, and the reason we're talking about this tonight is that from comparing four, let's say four weeks, four weeks ago to today, so that's just like four times we do it just on Sundays. Remarkable, remarkable memory of things. I, I saw him do things today and I was way across the room and it was like, wow, he's paying attention. And each week I add something more, some other task or some other complexity to it. We also have the advantage of a couple of neurotypical peers, particularly one girl that's a couple years older than John, and she is just awesome at gently bossing him around and, um, you know, kind of clucking him along, making sure the, that he does it right. So she is immensely kind. We, um, we're really uh, happy and blessed for that. So today I saw him do the things that four weeks, maybe five, but let's say four, that he was just screaming bloody friggin' murder on. And I was hand over hand with him. And today he wanted no part of that. He embraced it. He went on to each new thing. So each week I've added a rug. And they've all been different patterns, different colors. Today he wanted to figure out his own mowing pattern. So, okay, I let him. And he's navigating the cord. He likes to wrap it around himself, but he has grown to be okay with the cord. And today, at the end of it all, without me asking him to, at the end of rug four, he wrapped that cord up. I was not even in the room. And by the time I walked in, he was sitting there looking at it with that kind of a happy look on his face. And it was perfectly wound up. I could not have done better myself.
All right, and then afterwards, he still needs to take the vacuum cleaner back to the to the laundry room, right? So it's always putting something back where it's supposed to be. And if it's his shoes in the wrong place or anything else that's in the wrong place, dirty dishes, they need to go in the right place, wherever it belongs. And I don't tell him where that is. I just say, put this where it's supposed to go. And hopefully he's using some generalization. He's using some critical thinking to figure out, okay, is this plastic silverware? Trash. Is it metal silverware? Sink. Does it have, in fact, right hand of the sink because that's where the garbage disposal is. I want him to put all of the dirty dishes with the goop in it on the right hand side so we can go down the garbage disposal instead of me having to fish it out of the drain on the other side, right? We have two sinks in the kitchen. Lucky us. Um, so, okay, let's get on with some of these slides and I just wanted to share you <laughs> with you <laughs> this capitulation, <laughs> this utter capitulation <laughs> um, on the floor, okay? That was the first week. <laughs> um, he might be wearing similar clothes. Again, we'd have to go back and look at the data, the photographs, but anyway, I just wanted to start off with a laugh, okay? So here we have about four or five or six now on the adventures of the cord. So he has to have tension on it. He has to go either looping or a figure eight on top of each other. And he's going with gravity against gravity, with gravity against gravity, keeping the tension. And then at the very end of it, he's got that little clip on the plug, right? So here's the first, I think these are one of the early weeks. <laughs> he gets to the end and you can see the cord. He's working on the wrong end of the cord here. He's kind of starting from the middle, the beginning, the end of the cord. I know the sucker clips on here somewhere, but... <laughs> where I'm just not exactly sure. Okay, I'm moving on now. We're getting better here and I, uh, this might be a video. We'll see how this loads onto the website and if you can see it. But this is um, uh, one of his better. So you can see there, he's about halfway through the cord and it's got appropriate tension and it doesn't look like anything's late or loose, sloppy, uh, out of place. Okay, so I have several videos here. Okay, now I'm looking at the one with the blue rug. First time you've seen that blue and white rug. So this was a, an addition two weeks ago, and it requires him kind of hunching over and approaching it now. He's got the, the he's got a different pattern, which I don't think he cares one flip about the pattern of the rug. I think that was me trying to give him some kind of guidance, but like we're now down to, I walk away. When he's ready to be checked, he says, Mom, I'm ready to be checked. And I walk in and I give it a scance, a look, a look through, and if there's any, you know, things that need to be vacuumed, I'll point that out. But I'm not even watching. And I'm not doing hand over hand. I'm not even in the room. And that's the way he likes it. Now this was the complexity of the third week with the, the corner uh, legs of the table, right? So now he's got to work around those uprights. The first week was a pretty good stripe pattern. That's the green one. Second week, we added the tan one with the rim and the polka dots, different two-tone. Actually, if you count the, the circular swirls, you've got three zones. Third week, this blue and white one, which has no particular back and forth kind of lawnmower pattern at all, with the four legs that's in your way. And today, I added a fourth one, which is in my room, the pink rug, and that's just three sides because the bed sits on part of it. All right. So anyway, here we are. And then the, he has to squat down. You might have to watch the little video there, but he squats down. There's another video clip. If he, I hope it plays on the web on the slideshow where he, uh, look at that. The one that right now has a funny looking grin at us, but he's sitting on the pink carpet. And that is a beautiful job of wrapping the cord. Now he does have a couple of upper loops there, but that's where we clipped it on to kind of keep it out of the wheels. So I don't mind that. Um, 
Okay, moving on now. Here's Shauna helping him out in one of the earlier weeks, trying to give a little hand over hand, not mom's hand over hand, but um, kind of like a big sister cousin that's helping us out. And uh, now this is the first rug and it's got some kind of linear pattern. Um, he also had, not only did we have the motor planning of the cord wrapping it on, but we also had the motor planning and the midline crossover and the executive functioning piece. And so all of this is building therapy, um, building um, muscle memory, building motor planning skills and success and progress. Okay, I want to tell you again, where he started compared to where he was today was phenomenal. Okay, I'd almost pay him to do this today. I would actually walk away and be and not even look back and say, great, done, well enough, Put it away. The house is clean enough. Um, I'll probably do that next week just to see how it goes because I'm trying to back me off all the time. So my point in all of this talking is to let you realize that the price is right. It's going to help you. It's going to help him. And he's going to make progress. He, she, they. They're going to make progress with bilateral um, all those other big words, these big therapy words that I'm saying. And it's not going to cost you anything. They're going to take pride. They're going to take the initiative because they're going to feel good about themselves, okay? And be sure you praise them. And it's even most powerful if they hear you praising them to someone else. Not so much that you're watering the flowers at their feet, but you're watering their flowers somewhere else, but letting their little ears hear it. That's what research says is the most powerful motivator when you hear somebody bragging about you to a third party. Um, we're building muscle strength. Um, he's got to figure out electricity. So we're talking about um, what needs to be turned off first, on first. So we're plugging and unplugging, moving it from room to room to room. And that means he has to turn it off first, then pull the plug. Plug it in, turn it on, do his business. Turn it off. Unplug it, move it, repeat. And I, I'm trying to help him, even at this age in his life, understand and respect electricity, the water in the bathroom, the power of the 110 house current. And so today he did it all right. Now, was that a 50% guess and he just got lucky? Um, or is he really starting to get it? Which, hey, I'm going on the side of progress, okay? <laughs> I also showed him how to unhook the canister dump it out and bring it back. Okay, so here he is, motor planning and the cord. Oh, and then I also, just for funsies, I let him have the wood if he wants to. And there's, hey, there's no pushback. There's no friction on the wood. So he just got, gets to rip and snort. You can see the cord wrapped around him. I, I don't make him stick to a pattern. There's an obvious pattern on the floor of the planking. Um, but he seems not to want to particularly be anal about that, which is fine and dandy with me. I'm not, I'm not wanting him to be anal about having to follow a pattern. I'm glad he's freelancing. All right, so here he is, full of P and V, right, looking at us. Um, next is, okay, so here's at the end of it all. Um, this is the first week, and I had to basically nag him all the way into the uh, laundry room, and that was as good as it got. But today, he, when I went into the room, rug four, pink rug, and he had it all wrapped up, ready to go. I think those were the video clips earlier. I hope you got a chance to watch him, pink rug. And he was so proud of that cord wrapping and then boom, off he goes and he puts it back where, it's, where it needs to be. I think you'll see the vacuum cleaner in the background of one of the laundry, the, the washing machine pictures 
the one where he's um, not wearing a shirt. Okay. So we've been talking now about all the different pieces, the benefits of the vacuum cleaner, all right? The cord winding, the um, muscle planning, the core strength, the, the cord, the actual movement of it, the new um, patterns, new responsibilities, uh, plugging in, taking it out, plugging it, moving it around, storing it, um, and cleaning out the canister. That's a lot, okay? And again, I want to tell you, progress, all right? I thought at the beginning, why in the hell am I doing all this? It's just going to, it's hard work. Today was not hard work. So this was week four or five, and it was hardly anything for me. You see, it's worth it in the beginning to help our kids get the skills to keep adding new things, start off simpler, meet them where they are, add something new, add something new, add something new. They call it scaffolding, too. And they have, it's in a way kind of backward chaining. You give them a, a skill with the cord. And then the next time you expand it. And the next time you expand it. But you always include the previous lesson. So they have an opportunity to gain mastery on the old parts and get comfy with the new parts that come. Okay, now I'm looking at the green t-shirt one, okay? So the cord. We're, we're still working with the cord because the cord's under, and the way he, when he moves around from room to room, back and forth, and since he's not following an anal up and down lawnmower kind of pattern, he's, sometimes he's winging it. And this blue one is the one where he's got the four legs, so he's working on the border right now because I told him to. That was the part he was missing. The cord's always in the way because he's always moving. So now we're back to body position and trying to figure out, all right, how do I outsmart that cord? Because it's plugged in in different walls, in different rooms. He keeps moving the position. So we got three-dimensional space he's trying to proprioceptively maneuver through, plus bringing his machine with him and trying not to be on top of the cord. Okay, So here we're doing good. And I saw him with the, this is the first rug and um, the one where I tried to teach him how to either lift it up and move it over or kind of ooch it over and start the next um, uh, up and down. And I saw him do that today where he just, before he couldn't get it and I was helping him, I was steering it. I didn't have to steer it today. He would go down and back and then just a little bit of an angle, boom, he was in the new lane, down and back. A little bit of an angle, boom, he's in the new lane. He did that today all on his own and I kept my big mouth shut. Okay, so this is also uh, a challenge. This is the third uh, complexity of the third week, a new rug, because not only does he have the legs to contend with, but he's also got the table there. So the, he has to, to get the center part, or if he wants to cheat and try to get to the other side without going all around the side, without having to reposition the vacuum cleaner, then he's got to lower his body strength. So he's changing his center of gravity. And this has always been a challenge for him. Lunges, uh, um, jumping jacks. Uh, sit-ups, pull, um, uh, push-ups, any of those kinds of things, his body in three-dimensional space, so very much on the proprioceptive, it's still a challenge, unless he stops thinking about it. And then he moves pretty fast, right? So if he's sparring and he wants to, or he's just sparring without equipment, <laughs> and he wants to let mom know he's not happy, boom, he can go really fast because he's not thinking about it. His motor planning, when it's cerebral, when it's cognitive, it slows him down because it's like, okay, what am I supposed to do first, second? Where instead, if he's just going on instinct, 
like at Taekwondo when they or karate when they want them to do something spar or whatever it is that that requires just automaticity, automaticness, right? Fluidity. Um, they'll just get him mad. God love Mr. Black Belt Brooks because he'll just pester John. It doesn't hurt him. He just pesters him until John just gets fed up and boom, 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 boom. And it, it's funny. John steps into a whole new phase then of exactly what he's supposed to be doing. But he is, is thinking about it. His metacognition, when he's trying to focus on that too much, um, his mindfulness is getting in the way <laughs> of what he needs to do. Okay. The next one, <laughs> he's got no shirt on. He's got the cord wrapped around himself. That's today. We, we still are trying to win this motor planning, um, but I didn't do that. He did that, okay? That's all on his own. I get, and the next one then is a little video clip that you might want to, it's from an earlier time of wrapping the cord. It's all too much information, I know, but I wanted to put them in here. And so um, he's making great progress. All right, let's talk about laundry now for a few minutes. Okay, so uh, the, uh, we had I had been too mom too much mom in his clothes, and so this extended spring break. Actually, it was Christmas when I switched. I moved his clothes out of the comfiness of the and the laziness for me of the downstairs laundry room where I'd kind of just hung them on a, a rod that was there, and I said, "Okay, dude, you're in charge of all your own stuff." So we hauled oh of his things upstairs, got rid of the little boy stuff, put in the big boy stuff. He's got everything in his room now. We used to have stuff stored, <laughs> dribbled throughout the house. Not that I'm proud of it. It's just kind of the way things ended up. So it's all now up in his room. And what's funny is since we've been, since spring break, and so that was mid-March, and now we're uh, toward the end of, uh, we're almost in June because of the covid uh, the coronavirus, COVID-19, he's in charge of picking his own shirt. And so he has such, I know I've said this before to you, he has such strong identification with the music in his life that he's always picking one of those band t-shirts or band camp or let them drum. And so he's got his, or a school t-shirt. So he's got a whole bunch of shirts that are just, you know, getting, just collecting dust in his uh, closet. But he's always picking out the same shirts, washes them, and basically puts them back on. It's it's hysterical. Okay, that green thing on the floor is his comforter. And um, sometimes we got a reason that we need to wash the comforter. So he has to bring it down, his sheets down. He, he loves to tinkle, tinker, excuse me, tinkle. <laughs> Freudian slip there. Uh, he loves to tinker with the buttons because they go beep, 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 beep on the washing machine, right? So as he collects his laundry, brings them down, but we're not, I, I'm trying to get him into that nuance of light colors, dark colors. And then to watch the cycle and choose all the selections, which not too much soap, just the right amount of soap, how much water level, um, uh, which ones go with which. And, and then he, and maybe we need to wait until we have those clothes off after your bath and then they go in with the darks. All of that is just way too much uh, um, uh, delayed gratification. <laughs> that kid wants to put the stuff in the washing machine and start it up. So every, anytime I hear that dee, 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 in the laundry room, it's like, wait, John, not yet. So when I put him to bed tonight, he was just in that twilight about to drift off. And I said, buddy, when you wake up in the morning, you're going to have some clothes that are clean in the washing machine. You need to take them out and put them in the dryer. He goes, okay. 
So we'll see. I'll let you know if he remembers to do it. All right. Um, I, I'm checking on him, his memory. I'm giving him lots of opportunities to do things from memory, to, to build up the long-term recall or the long-term planning or the let's not have to write down everything in the list. So I ask him, do you want the list on paper or do you want the list just in your mind? And today we he remembered things and it was just in his mind. It was kind of a re repeat of yesterday's list, but we're in Memorial Day weekend and we're just finished school. So today is a unique day for the interventions that he still had to do. He pretty much kept to it and did it correctly, but it's not written down. So we'll see about tomorrow. We have a few that are fixed in time and the rest of them are get your jobs done first. So I'm always changing it up, right? That no matter what he did yesterday and what he might think it needs to be done today, I'll, I'll change just a little something, not to make him insecure or to regress in what the, the neural pathway is toward learning, but just maybe a new way to look at it, a new way to approach it. Okay, so we'll see how he remembers in the morning. He's in the process, back to the photograph, he's in the process of taking those out. So now we have to think about dirty in, then clean out, clean wet. So is it dirty dry, then clean wet, then we switch machines and they go clean wet into the dryer and they come out clean dry and then they go wherever they're going to, you know, the towels or the kitchen or up into his room or my stuff, whatever's in there. So it's a pretty complicated process. Plus, we, ha we do have some friends are in the house, so sometimes their laundry is sitting around. We try not, not to commingle and let everybody be responsible for their own, John included. I try not to put my mom things in his stuff because those things just seem to get brutal treatment and then right into the dryer. And maybe I don't want all of my stuff tossed into the dryer. So we do try to be independent in what gets washed. Next picture. Okay, here's more of the a different day. Loading in is um, what you call it there. And uh, now that's a bigger one. So he, we have to start thinking then about is it deeper water? Are they, how hot is the water? This washing machine has so many variations that, and I'm trying to let him understand that. And the soap, right? The motor planning of that big old jug and I do buy the, the larger ones. And then he's got to pour just that right amount into the cup. And then it's got to go slowly into, onto the edge toward the bottom, but he can't just like throw it and walk away because then he's going to leave that little long trail of, of soap everywhere. And we'll, then we'll be wiping it up. All right, so here we go. Out of the, so these will be the clean, wet, it's going into the machine to eventually become clean dry. So I'm trying to use all the right nomenclature, but also explain the process, but not every time. So right, how we explain context to a kid, we'll give them the new word, the big word, and then if we need to, we'll go ahead and explain what it is. And the next time we come to that same word, we'll explain it less. And maybe two or three or four times, we'll not give an extra explanation and let them see if they can pull it out from context clues alone. It's always about changing. It's about backing off the prompt. It's always about getting them to do ever more independent thinking, acting. What's the next thing? Um, not look at me for what needs to be done. And I back to the progress, okay? Why we're doing this is that I see him now automatically going into the washing machine, into the laundry room, taking pride in moving it over, doing it when people are around. He And when when we've had visitors or if someone, if he's trying to show off for someone, I will say, hey, I just want you to know that John's trying to impress you. You might want to say something. 
and then his friends or whoever it is that that's John's trying to impress, they'll go in and they'll say, hey, John, awesome job. So I can tell by how he does it, what the, the look on his face, when he does it, who's in the room. I can tell his progress is is also aware of the, the peers or the other people that are there. He is trying to impress somebody and it isn't mom, okay? That's awesome to have our kids with that kind of awareness. So I'm just telling you again, progress, okay? Don't give up the first one or two or three or four times. Maybe by five, you might see some progress. Maybe six, who knows how long. It depends on the task, right? It depends on the kid. It also depends on how much you back off, how much I back off. But there is progress to be made, okay? And if my kid can do it, your kid can do it. So I really want to encourage you on that. Give them small, little, tiny rewards that they hear. You don't have to go in there and, and toot his horn and make a big deal about it. You know, you want them to do it for the sake of their feeling self-esteem. You want them to do it because they feel pride in knowing what to do next and taking ownership and taking responsibility. You know, you don't necessarily want them to do it to impress you. Now, if it's to impress some other peer, oh, now we're talking about a different layer of collaboration skills, okay? We're talking about changing up the routine. That's really important. But teamwork with someone not parent, right? So uh, a collaboration with workplace skills, um, uh, changing up the routine, outside the box thinking, um, creative thought, um, expanding, take a uh, Carolyn Miss said, what did she say? Um, widening the road and taking off the, the roof. So we want our kids to widen the road, take off the roof on anything that they do because they want to, not because of any other reason, but because they want to step into the ownership and the responsibility of what they're doing because they want independence, because they do want to take the risk and it's going to be worth it. So what if I have to mop up some soap on my laundry room floor? It's happened. I got a picture here to show you. So we just got down on the floor and it was going to be a towel that was going to go in there and get cleaned anyway. So we just went from the floor soap up inside the, the what you call it, inside the basin. It was okay. And it's clear and it's viscous. And so, yeah, it's a, it's a challenge to pour the soap the right way. And sometimes he'll look at me and say, help me. Um, if we need to get a smaller bottle, we can. But he's he's getting pretty good with the whole building your muscles and your arms and paying attention. It's probably easier to clean up soap than a bunch of spilled milk. So, um, you know, pouring is a really good hand-to-eye, hand um You have to have your visual system. They have to team. They have to jump. They have to um, pay attention to, you know, maybe they're looking at the spout, looking back down at the, at the bowl that it's going into. So pouring skills, this fits into pouring skills too. Okay, now, alrighty, we're on to the commode, Okay. So um, this is not me. I'm stepping back out of it. We're lucky to have a young woman, as I said before, uh, to help. And so their jobs are um, floors. And my job is a bunch of other stuff. So I'm staying out of the bathroom. John's taking direct um, ABA hand over hand the first week and second week, third week. So today I said, don't make it too easy for him because she's going a lot faster than he is, right? And he's vacuuming and, you know, making love to the cord. <laughs> I'm sorry, forgive me. And I told Shauna, I said, don't make it too easy for John on the bathrooms. And she said, no, I'm not. I'm going to make him do the hard part. So this whole wiping the outside 
And then I, and that's why I, I want him to understand, listen, dude, that's why you got to take good aim, right? And if you don't take good aim and you got your pee all over the outside of the, the commode, the throne, and it's down on the floor, guess what? We'll be down there clean, cleaning it up. So aim, okay? That's why you're in there. So here we are, working on the, the, the commode, the toilet. A little bit of hand over hand to do the scrubbing stuff at the beginning, but you know, um, now we're spraying and cleaning. So um, hopefully when he's a grown man and I'm dead, his bathroom will look pretty decent. <laughs> That's my long-term goal for all of this. Okay, so there we go. We're working on the outside of it. Okay, now floors other parts of the floor so it's again teamwork so we actually have three kids and two adults who are doing different pieces of the of the house and we're just all pushing together so it's like how I grew up is that we all work together until we were done and so if someone's trying to flake off I'm going to give them a job or we'll switch jobs this will be the first time that John has done a robust version of shaking rugs I did a bigger one, and I remember back to my childhood. Um, not only do you have to remember to keep your mouth shut when you shake a rug the old-fashioned way, but it's also going to be blowback on you, right? So um, to this moment right now, I'm still covered with some grit <laughs> from this morning's adventure with the big rug in front. But these are three small rugs that are going out the back door, and, and I'll show you. We're going to be working on the motor planning here of one end and then flipping it to the other end one side so what's a side and what's an end and I'm not giving a physical clue uh, well I did eventually have to I'm trying to do the least amount of um, words and and no cluing by physical so what's an end what's a side what does it mean when you say change ends change side and and then where's the dirt gonna fly um, it's a lot to think about all right so here we go with the um, now we're going to talk about cleaning. So these are now some different odd jobs, some onesies kind of pictures, I think. Um, great um, uh, midline crossover here, working on cleaning the table. We took the rug out underneath it because the neurotypical high school students came in and slopped the chocolate all over everything on the chairs. You're going to see the chairs in a minute. And all over the rug, these are neurotypical kids. And I said, John, you're much neater of an eater than the kids and the teenagers. It's amazing. So here, we had just put the glass back on, so there's fingerprints all over the place. And these are the chairs that used to be white, and then they had chocolate all over them, and now they're white again. So we've got the kids out working and scrubbing, uh, earning a little bit of extra for this chore. Dishwasher skills. Sometimes he'll do them by himself, or maybe with me. We'll play a game. The way that we started off was, I would say, match them. We'd started with the silverware and I would have him match the silverware coming out of the dishwasher. And then I would, but first of course I would make sure that I took the sharp knives out of the way. We're now talking more about the knives and how you pick them up, where the, you know, the bigger utensils go. I'll take the dangerous glass things out of the dishwasher, but other than that, I'm letting him by himself, or if we have another kid in the house helping out, um, again, it, it, the idea is collaboration, teamwork, um, uh, maybe efficiency, maybe time motion. I mean, I'm not sure if they're figuring out that, you know, one person stands on one side of the cabinet and the other one stands, you know, right and left-hand side of the dishwasher and we're going to be efficient about this or they kind of trip over each other all the time. 
I haven't been paying that kind of attention to it. I do have them put the lids on the Tupperware, the little plastic containers, and click that. Um, so it's it's about matching. It's about putting things where they need to go. There's a pot rack up above, so some things get hung up. Some plates and bowls get stacked. Cups get stacked in another place. So it's a lot of, um, and then the traffic patterns, right? And plus they got to watch out for the lower shins. So that's another motor planning <laughs> quick reminder. Oh man, if you don't move your body, you don't, you don't know where your ankles are in three-dimensional space, you're going to get uh, your, your shin knocked um, and you're not going to like it. It's a really sharp edge. Not intentionally, it's just, you know, the way the dishwasher is. And trash, right? So there was a time several years ago when I wrote some uh, blog posts about he wanted to get some different Taekwondo padded um, foot hand pads. And uh, he didn't want the red anymore. He wanted the black. He wanted the upgrade. It's going to cost $70. So I said, okay, buddy, save your money. And I started letting him tick mark or any, any way he wanted to collect the, the, the money, the numbers, the, the checks. I tried a variety of sometimes coins, sometimes dollar bills, sometimes we would do tick marks and he would accumulate the money and try to understand it in um, imaginary ways. So a buck, a dollar to take the trash can up and back, um, a dollar here, a dollar there. And eventually he got the 70 and he got the new uh, black pads that he wanted. So right now, this is not for money. He's just doing it for gratis. And I've actually had him get up out of the, out of the house, out of the inside the house, trek out, grab the garbage can, take it out to the curb, rotate it 180 degrees and get it out on the edge so that we can still back the car up and down the driveway. I think he heard the neighbors rolling it down. And that has to happen on a Monday night. If we miss and it, we don't think about it until Tuesday morning, too late. That thing's going to be stinky by the end of the second week. So I think he's cued by the sound of the neighbors, and then he's initiating uh, the... Uh, and it's got some kind of center of gravity thing there, right? So we've got uh, a, a little bit of bilateral, but we've got a really lot of left-right midline crossover trying to get that thing. It's like a big shopping cart, right? I try to let him be in charge of shopping carts, too, to navigate up and down the ramp. Well, back before we had COVID. I have not taken him to the grocery store since the self-quarantine started. I took him once when we lost our us foreign exchange student to ha who had to go back to Vietnam un unexpectedly quickly. Uh, and we made our last run to the grocery store to get things for his uh, trip home. And John could not get the idea of keep your hands in your pocket, don't touch your face, he just couldn't get that, so I've left him at home. So we have not used the shopping cart for a while, but we did before, and it's a great way for just to build core strength, and you've got a big old shopping cart full of stuff, right? And he's got to put his, put his hands way out on the far edges of the, uh, of the handle. Don't let him kind of cluster toward the center. Just slide his hands out to the far left and right, and he'll get a lot better version of steering. So this is like for go-karts, helping him get ready to drive a car. Um, I absolutely want him to be comfortable in three-dimensional space. I want him to drive. He is going to want to drive. He's pretty good with a go-kart, you know? Okay. And then, so here's the laundry room where we did drip the soap on the floor um, in front of the washing machine. Not the end of the world. And we just used that, that thing's going in the washing machine anyway. So we just kind of mopped it up, tossed it in, and went on our way. Okay, so now we have the washing of the cars. And this is the last one that I'll make you sit with me tonight on. 
Uh, and I sure do appreciate your, your time. I hope some of these ideas are useful to you. And I want to go back to the point of free therapy. You need to get this stuff done anyway. Why can't they learn to do it? Why are you going to let them sit on their butt, excuse me, on their derriere, uh, while you work yourself to death and then you're pooped and resentful and a martyr? Don't do it, right? Let them learn how to do things. You grew up that way. And why are we trying to rescue our kids so that they don't learn how to be sufficient, proficient, efficient? All right, so the idea with this one, we had some friends over. And uh, they stayed outside, so we tried to follow all the COVID stuff. And we had two dirty cars. And I was amazed that uh, John would pitch in and help wash. So, so if you saw Karate Kid 1, it was that whole wax on, wax off. If you saw Karate Kid, uh, the remake, then that is jacket on, jacket off. Uh, we love that movie. Um, we use that a lot. In fact, it's a joke now between us that if... I ever get frustrated. Do you remember the mom? She said, Dre, put up your jacket. And John thinks that is so funny. He'll he'll pull that on Spike and he'll but he'll overdo the joke. So another thing toward progress is tonight we had a talk about if you're gonna make a joke, you say it once and then you need to stop. And that's the hard part. If you tell a joke over and over and over and over and over, you know, like um, I don't mean Ekalea. I mean repetitive, like immature, developmental delay, how a little kid will just keep at you until you want to scream and pull your hair out. I said, John, just tell the joke once, laugh once, that's it, okay? It's hard, I know, but if you say it more than once, it's not funny anymore. So toward progress then of, um, uh, of a joke, of what we're trying to pick up either from a movie and then apply it to something in life. All that's good. All that's fabulous. We, in education, we call that far transfer, right? Uh, generalization, they'll call it in, in therapy world, that you take a fine little skill, but then you can generalize it into use in many other pieces of life. Going back to collaboration skills, teamwork. Do you have siblings? Are they working together? Do they hate each other or are they cooperating? Right now, they may be each other's playmates, right? Um, so back again to progress. I just wanted to leave you with that thought. It's free. They need to. They're going to make progress. Give them time. Give them patience. Now, for John, he is yet to say that he wanted a chore chart. I used to put that stuff on the wall. I would keep buying chore charts and, and try to move the little things here and there, and it was... I don't know, for some reason it just never clicked with him and um, I got tired of trying to keep up with stuff. So we just went finally to the paper list and now we're at a point where if he wants to do his stuff, he's just going to have to get the list done. Now that takes, it's not hard, but it takes consistency. So whatever you need to have for your family plan and for the summer, right, for those of us that are, you know, we're going to, some of us are going to still work on academics over the summer. We've just survived our this whole-scale online homeschooling, and we're scrambling around to try to figure out what the fall is going to look like. We would have, uh, John and I would have stuck with his uh, outside-the-school extracurricular academic interventions anyway, like we've done every year. So um, uh, the, the point there is that if he gets done with his list, whatever the day is, then if he wants to have his funsies thing, right there on the list down below it.
And so we don't have really a chart anymore. Um, I don't know why it didn't resonate for him, but I don't know. Maybe it's working perfectly for you. So yay, adapt, right? And be grateful. Um, Alrighty, so thank you for your time. I hope some of these ideas might be useful to you to just persevere, at, but back off. Be consistent. Keep adding something new. Raising your expectations. Don't over-celebrate. Just, just expect, yes, raise your expectations. That's how they practice. They learn. They get, them, the, the, they get them, the muscle memory. You add something new. Add something new. Add something new. But keep reinforcing the old, right? And as they gain mastery of the old and, and then the, the imagination and the, uh, the understanding of the new stuff each time, your kid's making progress. Take hope, heart, joy in that. Celebrate that with them. And, and, and I talk to John about when he gets to be a man and he gets to have his own place. And these are the kind of skills he's going to need to know how to do. He would have the habits of it. Um, we'll see. He, he, I'm sure hoping, okay? <laughs> that's, the, that's the big theory here is that he'll have good habits. <laughs> um, I don't know what else to do. I admit, okay? I am doing everything I can think of um, to get him ready. And I'm trying to leave a trail of breadcrumbs in case you want to try the same kind of things. Please comment if you've got some new ideas, if you've got something else you want to talk about, uh, share ideas on. Um, neurotypical peer modeling is, is awesome. Intrinsic motivation is so important. Um, them having self-esteem and pride and um, adventure and risk-taking and inventing new things. You know, so important. Imagination for our kids. Okay, thanks for your time. Alrighty, talk to you soon. Bye-bye.